guilt and innocence. Two men posing as special branch detectives pulled up outside the charming suburban house on Arbrook Lane in Esher, just 12 miles away from London. It was 6.30am on Tuesday, March the 19th, 1967, inside the two-storey white pebble-dash home with the elegant front porch, two people were stirring in preparation for another busy day at work. As the two detectives saw movement from inside the home, they climbed out of their unmarked Ford saloon and walked up the immaculate path that curved through a manicured rose garden and knocked loudly on the front door, which was answered by a woman in a housecoat. Mrs Chandler, the one detective inquired. Yes, replied the woman. My name is Inspector Watkins from Special Branch, and this is Sergeant Haley, and we have an arrest warrant for you and your husband. We need you to come with us now. And with that, the two parents I had known my entire life were placed under arrest and driven to an unidentified location for further questioning. Simon and I were notified the next day that our parents had been arrested. I'd kept my brother up to date with what was going on, so neither of us was surprised when we heard the news. My emotions were all over the map. I hadn't initially thought my mum would get in trouble, but soon learned just how involved she had been. Please sit down, Mrs Chandler, Inspector O'Callaghan said. Please tell us in your own words what your involvement was in managing to secrete Herr von Braden into Great Britain after the Second World War. Elizabeth Chandler stammered a most unconvincing explanation that she knew nothing and had no idea that he was anything other than what he had told her. Nonsense, replied the inspector. We have a written statement from Mr. McNabb of the Fascist Union, who admitted they smuggled Otto von Braden into England in late 1945, and that you were the initial contact person for von Braden after he first arrived in London. So please spare me the sanctimonious I've been done wrong act, and just tell me the truth. Trust me, Mrs. Chandler, it will go much better for you now if you spill the beans. If you decide to prevaricate any longer, we'll throw the book at you, and you'll never see the outside of a prison again. You're still a young woman, and I would think long and hard before you tell me another whopper. Do I make myself clear? And with that, she slumped forward, put her head in her hands, and began to sob. A little time later, after she had composed herself, Elizabeth Arbuckle, a.k.a. Mrs. Chandler, acquiesced to all of the inspector's demands in exchange for him putting in a good word for her, which he explained could easily minimise the jail sentence she was facing as long as she cooperated. The Metropolitan Police Force, formerly and still commonly known as the Met, Scotland Yard or the Yard, is the police force responsible for law enforcement and the prevention of crime in London. In addition, the Metropolitan Police Service is also responsible for some specialised matters throughout Great Britain. Those responsibilities include 
coordinating and leading national counter-terrorism measures and the safety of specific individuals such as the Queen or other members of the royal family, members of the government and other prominent public officials. A few doors down the hallway, things weren't going quite so well for Otto von Braden. He still refused to admit that he was the assassin of Drancy, responsible for the death of more than 150,000 Jews during his time as the commandant of Drancy, but insisted he was in fact Robert Chandler. A few weeks later, I was at Oxford back at Balliol College. My first lecture wasn't until 2 p.m. I was studying in my room when there was a knock on my door and standing there with his trusty sergeant was Inspector O'Callaghan. How are you, Matt? he inquired, smiling at me. Do you have a few minutes where we could talk? I nodded and invited them both into the pigsty. I looked around desperately for somewhere for my guests to sit, but the inspector, seeing what I was doing, waved his hand to indicate that they'd be fine standing, and so the three of us rather awkwardly found our battle positions, and the conversation started. First of all, Matt, I know how hard this must have been for you and your brother Simon. I can't imagine having your parents ripped away from you like they've been. And for what it's worth, I'm terribly sorry that you've both had to deal with such an awful lot of pain. Above all, though, we're grateful to you, Matt, for finding some evidence that linked your dad to his true identity. Let me start at the beginning. Inspector O'Callaghan paused and looked directly at me. It appears your mum was a member of the British Fascist Union during World War II and had been asked to assist in smuggling German spies into Great Britain. Operation Sea Lion was Nazi Germany's code name for the plan of an invasion of Great Britain during World War II. Adolf Hitler hoped that Prime Minister Winston Churchill and the British government would agree to his offer to end the war and accept defeat gracefully. He would consider invasion only as a last resort if all other options failed. In order to achieve this aim, Germany decided to embed spies, mainly older men, too old for active service, and young women who could possibly have lost their husbands in battle. These Nazi spies had to speak English flawlessly without the hint of an accent and be able to integrate into British society with ease. It was your mum's job with the British Fascist Union to meet those men and women when they arrived by submarine off the south coast of England and take them to a safe house where they could live for a week or two while they got used to their new environment. She did this job all through the war until finally she met your dad at the end of the war and legitimately fell in love with him and decided to marry him. The rest, as they say, is history. Inspector O'Callaghan paused for a moment and I asked him then, How did they falsify my dad's identity? And O'Callaghan replied back, That, Matt, is a particularly good question. I'll get to that in a minute. But... This part of the story gets a little complicated, so if it's alright with you, I'll continue this chapter of the tale.
You see, as your mum was doing what she was doing for the British Fascist Union, the British had their own version of what the Germans were doing, but it was called the XX system, or the Double Cross system, which was a spy and deception op created by the British Security Services, a.k.a. MI5. Nazi agents in Britain, real and false, were caught or simply surrendered for their own reasons and were then used by us to broadcast disinformation to their Nazi controllers. Operations were overseen by the X Committee under the chairmanship of John Masterman. The name of the committee stemmed from number 20 in Roman numerals, XX, hence the name Double Cross. Masterman would then give the Nazi spies false intelligence and have them radio at home to Germany. This worked successfully for a while, but toward the end of the war, somehow the Nazis discovered that they were being fed bad intelligence, and so British security decided to send one of ours to try and find out how they had cottoned on to our plan. The man they sent to ferret out the truth was none other than Major Robert Chandler. Are you telling me that we sent an agent over to Germany and that agent was my father, I blurted out. Well, not exactly, my boy, but the good news is that you were half right. After intense interrogation of Mr. Von Braden, we learned the truth. It's true that in April 1945, we did in fact send a young agent fluent in German to Berlin. His name was Major Robert Chandler. During the course of the war, he had travelled behind enemy lines on a number of occasions, with each operation being a success and had built up a decent network of trustworthy contacts. It appears that Major Chandler had arranged to meet a contact on the evening of April the 28th at a pre-arranged rendezvous. Otto von Braden had deserted his post as commandant of Ravensbrück and was intending to smuggle himself into England using the contacts he had acquired some years earlier when he had been a student at Cambridge with the British Fascist Union, of which he was one of the founding members, along with Angus McNabb, who was the boyhood friend of your mum when they were at university together. As luck would have it for Otto, he also was a friend of Hans Himmel, the member of the Nazi SS that Major Chandler was meeting that fateful evening. Hans Himmel was a member of the Abwehr, the German secret police, and had been a friend of Otto von Braden since the mid-1930s when they joined Adolf Hitler's notorious Brown Shirt Brigade, who were responsible for policing new anti-Semitic policies that Hitler had enacted after he became Chancellor of Germany in 1933. Otto and Hans loved nothing more than to beat a Jew to death, for having the audacity to walk on a sidewalk in Berlin, thus violating the new laws against Jews being required to walk on the roadway instead of the sidewalk where everyone else walked. Jews, you understand, at least in the eyes of Hitler and his party, were considered to be second-class citizens and were subhuman. Hans and Otto both ate and slept fascism, Otto walked the last five kilometres into Berlin, having jettisoned his car earlier. 
He arrived at Hans's flat in Berlin carrying his one suitcase that was filled with looted jewels and money, and at 11.30 a.m. he found his friend hurriedly packing a suitcase. The war was going badly for the Germans, and upper-level military personnel were fleeing the country in droves to find safety, knowing that when they lost the war, they would have to pay for the crimes they had committed. Hans was no exception, and had made plans to take a flight to Spain that afternoon, where he had booked a ticket on a ship headed for Argentina in just two days. That meant that it was imperative he made the flight. He mentioned that he was also meant to be meeting some idiot British agent that he had been feeding faulty intelligence to for some time now. Maybe, he wondered to himself, if the agent hadn't discovered the truth about him feeding him faulty intelligence and had intended to confront him. Well, no matter now, because he would have to miss the meeting anyway. Hans told his friend that he had arranged to meet the agent at his flat at 8pm and Otto had just asked him if he could stay with him for a day or two. Maybe, Hans suggested, Otto could meet the idiot agent instead. Otto smiled and agreed immediately and replied, Maybe I could do what we used to do to all the Jews when they tried to walk on the sidewalk. And they both laughed together. Later that day, Hans left his flat with the promise that he would get in touch with Otto as soon as he was settled in Argentina. They both knew that he never would. Inspector O'Callaghan had been talking uninterrupted for over an hour, and he paused and asked me for a drink of water. Yes, of course, I replied. Or would you and your sergeant like something stronger, perhaps? Uh, no, thanks, Matthew, but I will sit down if you don't mind. Yes, of course, I replied, and went and got two glasses of water from the kitchen. After a few minutes of small talk, Inspector O'Callaghan carried on, recounting his interrogation of my father. We'd allowed your dad to think about answering us for several days now, and on the fourth day, in our custody, he made the decision to come clean. He prefaced his admission by insisting that he wasn't a bad person, but had simply been caught up in the politics of the moment. As a matter of fact, He'd always liked the British culture, which was a big reason for his decision to be educated at Cambridge University. He'd first met your mum when she was also a student at Cambridge at a political rally of the fascist union. The TBFU was an organisation run by Walter Mosby that spun off a couple of years later into the British Fascist Union, which was the organisation your mum had worked for during the war that was responsible for smuggling German spies into Britain. At that time, she was dating one of the men who founded the TBFU called Angus McNabb and actually claimed to us that she didn't remember Mr. Von Braden. She does remember him becoming involved in the organisation, however, and does remember worrying that if ever England went to war with Germany, Otto would be a formidable enemy. As I mentioned to you earlier, Matthew, your father, having been in the custody of the British security forces for a few days, decided to come clean 
and so the following tape-recorded confession by him is now in the hands of the Justice Department and will be played at his upcoming trial in the very near future. <laughs> 